This is the Shark Attack. I am Sean Williams. Apologies for the delay in getting a new show up. I've, I've had a busy couple of weeks and still trying to iron out a set schedule of when I'm going to get the show on for you guys. Believe me, the last thing I want to do is deprive you guys of listening to to this show or Variety Bites. I, I don't have a prediction show because, frankly, I did that on when I got to be on Break It Down with Brian H., Brian Waters and myself both did a a prediction show for both TakeOver and for SummerSlam. And I think it's definitely, it felt like old times and was truly a masterpiece. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure you do. I mean, at this point, TakeOver is over, but you can at least see whether I was right or wrong with my picks. And of course, we got SummerSlam tonight, which is why I'm rushing to try and get this show up and running before having to, before having to go to that. But... Normally, I would start off with a feeding frenzy, but since TakeOver did, in fact, take place last night, I want to get into that a little bit. So, for the first time in a long time, I'm going to start off with a couple mic drops. Let the battle commence! Now, one of the things I said about the matches at TakeOver was that I used the word guaranteed for Adam Cole and Ricochet that their match would would steal the show and would just blow the roof off of that place. And it did not disappoint. Ricochet is now the new North American champion, and he took a super kick while in mid-air doing a moonsault from Adam Cole. While upside... He was upside down and got clocked in the kisser with a super kick. It took a long time, but we finally have a super kick that actually surpassed HBK and Shelton Benjamin a long time ago. I mean, the stuff that Ricochet does just defies all belief and logic. You're left scratching your head thinking, how the hell does he do this? And it's impossible to not be entertained by a Ricochet match. But also, if that match says anything is that you have two of the finest talents in NXT, in Ricochet and Adam Cole. But the bigger shocker to me happened to be, and let me just say this, I know I didn't pick her, but oh god, I couldn't be happier to have been wrong about something. Kyrie Sane is now the new NXT Women's Champion. Shayna Baszler locked the clutch on her, and I really thought it was over, but then Kyrie reverses it into a pin and gets the three count. One year ago, she won the Mae Young Classic. Now, the Pirate Princess is the new NXT Women's Champion. For Shayna Baszler, the War Wagon has been derailed. The Queen of Spades has been dethroned. Because the Pirate Princess is now the one standing tall. And there were many that didn't think that she was going to win. I'm, I myself didn't think she was going to win. But I, I ended up screaming at the top of my lungs. And no, I'm not going to demonstrate that. 
because frankly my voice is deep enough as is. But I was screaming at the top of my lungs, new champion, Kyrie did it, Kyrie did it. It is amazing how how far she's come along in a year's time. As I said, from winning the May Young Classic to now winning the NXT Women's Championship. And it's it couldn't be more well well deserved. She earned it. Now, am I hoping that Shayna Baszler moves up to the main roster? No, I am not. I mean, look, she's got physical the physical prowess and everything, and she's got the moves. I'm just not a fan. Personality-wise, she's too wooden, and it kind of it kind of reminds me of how Dan Severn was in the WWF WWE at one point, and he had the personality of a stump. There was no charisma in him, and frankly, I'm just not seeing any of the, I'm not seeing anything like that in Shayna Baszler. I'm just not. I wish I was, but she's not ready. Now, some there are some that think that is Adam Cole going to be called up. No, he only lost the North American title. There's still more to be told in NXT, and frankly, I think they already fleeced a lot of the talent from NXT this year enough already. And that's why I also think that Johnny Gargano, as much as it may have looked like it, Gargano's not moving up, and he really shouldn't move up. Do you really want this to end with that Tommaso Ciampa has won? That he got the better of Johnny Gargano and ended up winning the war? Look, I know you did that last year with Drew McIntyre, where he got... He got injured and then ended up moving up without ever getting payback on Adam Cole for attacking him at TakeOver last year. But you can't end it like that. You cannot end this story like this. You cannot deny the NXT crowd that moment where Johnny Gargano has actually overcomes and takes the title from Tommaso Ciampa, getting that ultimate retribution. You can't deny him that, and you can't can't deny the fans that. Plus, the rea- the reaction that Gargano would get when he does that would be incredible. So, in all honesty, no, I don't think that was the swan song for Johnny Gargano. And I, I still, my personal preference is that you end this in the first ever Hell in a Cell in NXT. That's just my opinion on that. Alright, with that being said, I talked a little, I talked enough about TakeOver, but now I want to give some final thoughts heading into SummerSlam tonight. So here, ladies and gentlemen, is the feeding frenzy. You're going to need a bigger boat. Now, I'm only going to talk about one particular thing with SummerSlam tonight, and that's this. I don't like that I'm seeing Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the third time in the last six to seven months. I don't like the fact that we had this match at all because, frankly, their first match was god-awful. However, it comes down to one of two things WWE has to make the choice on. Do you pull the plug on this push for Roman Reigns? Or do you actually have Brock Lesnar 
do something we haven't seen him do in quite some time, which is lose. Now, I said this on Break It Down, how the fact that a lot of guys who could have been pushed to be the next guy to hold that title, all those pushes have had to be put on pause. Why? Because the thing that they should be working for and work and working towards, they can't work for it. Why? Because Brock Lesnar's holding it, and while they're out there busting their asses off to do their job, he's too much of a lazy bastard to commit and will never commit to that. Because he doesn't care. Now, that being said, Roman Reigns has to defeat Brock Lesnar. Because if, with everything that they've been doing to push him to the moon and, at the same token, down our throats, Roman Reigns has yet to defeat Brock Lesnar. How can he really call himself the, the guy or the big dog if there's one guy who seems to have his number, which is Brock Lesnar. All his talk will mean absolutely nothing if he can't if he can't do that. He has to beat Brock, regardless of whether a cash-in takes place tonight or tomorrow night. Brock has to lose, Roman has to win, so they can put this whole thing out of all our miseries. And in all honesty, one way or the other, we're going to have a new Universal Champion. Whether it's Kevin Owens if he beats Braun, if Braun re- holds on to the briefcase and wins and then cashes in, or Roman beats Brock. One way or the other, there's no way that those three possible outcomes, there's no way that, that none of them happen. One of them is going to happen, whether it's tonight or tomorrow night, We are going to have a new Universal Champion, and it is long overdue. I know normally I take a break, but like I said, I'm trying to get this show up and running and get this up for you guys, because later tonight I'm going to a friend's house to watch SummerSlam. So, instead of going to the break, I'm going to go to, you know, I normally would break into my question authority moment, but I don't think I really have one this time around. So, that being said, I'm going to go straight into Shark Fiction. You ever watch some wrestlers or hear about certain wrestlers that everybody just sings all these praises about, but then when you see them in action, you just don't get it? That's happened to me quite a few times. And one in particular, he's been in NXT, he's right now in TNA, and I've never understood the big deal about him, and I still don't. And that is Sammy Callahan. I just don't get the big deal about him. I mean, he... To me, he's almost like a Diet Coke equivalent of Raven. I I just... I wish I could say differently about him, but... I look at him with OVE in imp- on Impact. OVE, I see the talent. Callahan, not so much. I mean, even when he was in NXT as Solomon Crow, I didn't get the big deal with him then either. 
I mean, he was just doing the whole this hacker thing, and this his finisher move, which was he bounced back against the rope. He stood like with his back to the ropes, kind of did a whole bounce back slingshot thing, and then does an elbow drop. And I'm just like, that's it. Now, those of you that know me know I have a huge pet peeve about finishing moves that don't lack some small shred of believability. One of the worst examples I can think of was the wasteland maneuver that Wade Barrett used to do, which was basically he had somebody up in a fireman's carry, screamed at the top of his lungs, and then threw them forward with his feet still just planted on the mat. Where's the believability in that? I mean, there was just none. I mean, you have to have some kind of element in believability for a finishing move. And in, the, and in the wrestler, too. It falls on them. I mean, the super kick always will have that. The stunner will always have that. The Canadian destroyer will always have that, that element. But, like I said, there are just some guys where you just see them and you don't get the appeal of them. I mean, for a long time, I mean, when Ring of Honor was doing that whole thing with R.D. Evans and the streak... I didn't get it. I mean, I get that it was probably a joke. I just didn't think it was a funny one. In fact, if anything, it was kind of sad, tragic, and pathetic. But in any case, I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that I'm sure everyone has has that, where they look at them and just like, what's the appeal? Unfortunately for me, Sammy Callahan is one. I already mentioned my feelings about Shayna Baszler and also well another one I, I just can't get behind her I mean they tried like different different variations of her being a psycho it is uh, Alicia Fox I think I'm more amazed that she actually still has a job in WWE because frankly I don't get the appeal with her either but in any case, that's my that's my shark fiction moment, people. Alright, that being said, getting near the end here. It's time for us to go to from the mouth of the shark. Smile, you son of a bitch! Alright, first poll that I got. I actually did this today, which was favorite match at TakeOver. And believe it or not, people, we have a three-way tie for two apiece. Ricochet versus Adam Cole, Ciampa versus Gargano, and Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane, all all are tied. I mean, it, I put it up just today, so it's still early. But originally, I said it was a tie. But the only reason I changed the vote is because while Adam Cole and Ricochet, I expected nothing less out of them than to put on a tremendous match, which they did. The ending of Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler. I didn't see that coming, and I don't think anybody else did either. So that's why my vote went to that one. Now, the next the next poll that I got is how far do you think Ricochet will go when he does go to the main roster? Now, we got six people who all voted saying that that he will go that he will go for the Intercontinental or US title, while we had three people 
which included my my old friend John J.P. Mayer, and of course Brian Waters from Break It Down in the Wrestling Realm, and myself, where we voted that we think he'll go he'll go as far as the Universal and World Title. While we had one vote that said that WWE won't use him right, I don't think there I don't think that's going to happen. I think that Triple H is high on Ricochet. And after last night's match, if he wasn't before, he definitely is now. Now, one thing that um, I seem I seem to see a lot of uh, attention being gar- being uh, garnished my way about since I did the show with with Brian with Brian H. Waters on break on break it down was I said about the women's title the SmackDown women's title match, and I said quote. One of the most underrated and underappreciated women on the roster is Becky Lynch. I stand by that. I I don't think there's any woman that's more underappreciated or under or just not fully utilized than Becky Lynch. I I never think that she gets near enough credit that she ought to have. So I I said that and yeah I stand by that. Oh, and real quick before I continue with From the Mouth of the Shark, unfortunately we had to deal with the passing of of a legend in Jim the Anvil Neidhart. He died at 63. It is kind of sad that, that, you know, when you look at the Hart Foundation stable that was formed around the time of, before the Montreal Screwjob, Brett is now the last one standing. Owen's gone, Brian Pillman's gone, Davy Boy Smith's gone, and now Jim Neidhart's gone. And that was probably the one he had the longest history with in his career in WWE. So, I gotta imagine for Brett, he's gotta be taking that pretty hard. But, to the Neidhart family, our condol- condolences all around, and rest in peace to the anvil. Alright, next, jumping back, back here. The next poll I asked was, which match are you looking forward to out, most out of these two for SummerSlam tonight? Between AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe or Daniel Bryan versus The Miz? Three votes to one for Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles. Now, I, I personally am looking forward to both of those matches. But, I mean, for me, I want to see The Miz get the holy hell kicked out of him by Daniel Bryan. But I also want to see Samoa Joe win the title. I still don't think that a loss is going to hurt AJ Styles and having him chase after the belt to get it back from Samoa Joe over the next couple months, a feud may do him some some good. And I do think it'll draw. So I'm still hoping for Samoa Joe to win the belt tonight. And then I also asked... Can Alexa Bliss eventually be just as effective as a face that she, as she is now as a heel? We had two people voting no. I was the only one that voted yes. But if it it has to be done right, you kind of you can't just force it. I mean, with The Rock when he was still a heel but slowly transitioning to face, it it had to come natural. Next poll was. Which will be where the cash money in the bank cash in takes place, or which if Braun Strowman pulls it off tonight, which one will Braun cash in and take the title, SummerSlam or the Raw after SummerSlam? And 
two votes in for that one, and it seemed, and it's unanimous that uh, summer that tonight it will happen. And lastly, I asked, since Andre versus Hogan seems to be the top, the top Hulk Hogan WrestleMania main event, which one would you put as second between Hogan versus Savage at Mania Five or Hogan versus Warrior at Mania Six? And we actually have a tie for this one. Now, I've listened to Bruce Pritchard's show, and he's talked about how the WrestleMania 6 didn't do as well as Mania 5 did, and that was because you had a face-heel ratio in Mania 5, but in this case you had two, two faces colliding, and people don't really like being in the position of rooting for both, that they got to vote for one or the other. So, for me, just how with how big Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan were and all the time as the Mega Powers and how it had just been building and building until they finally exploded, it's got to be Mania 5. It just does. I mean, I do think that the Warrior Hogan match was probably the best match Warrior had in his career, but... Just something iconic about Hogan and Savage. I mean, it was just... I mean, they advertised it pretty perfectly at Mania 5. The Mega Powers explode. And for a while, I mean... Hogan hadn't hold, held the belt since before WrestleMania 4, when he dropped it up, when he got screwed out of it by Andre, who tried to give it to DiBiase, but... Again, I just think it's Hogan and Savage. It just has to be. All right, that's going to do things for today. I want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check me out on Podbean, and also follow me on Twitter at Prime 81 Also make sure you join my Facebook groups, The Shark Attack and Variety Bites. And also make sure that you check out uh, Break It Down with Brian H. this week, where... Yours truly and Brian H. Waters, my good friend. We talked about TakeOver, and we also made our predictions for SummerSlam. And it's truly superior wrestling in intelligence has at its finest, and I'm sure you guys will enjoy it, and so make sure you check both those out. Make sure you give five-star reviews for both Break It Down and The Wrestling Realm, and of course, for, for The Shark Attack as well. And, of course, next time I'll be talking about the Alk, the fallout from SummerSlam. And look forward to talking with you guys next time. This has been The Shark Attack. I am Sean Williams, and I am out of here. Good night now.